This is the Morning Rush. Coming up on today's show, we'll check in on how the uh, Nats, O's, and Bucks fared yesterday. The quick answer, yeah, not well. I think, I think we know. <laughs> the NFL, believe it or not, preseason gets underway tonight. Does anybody care? I'm sure some people do. What was it uh, Hawkeye Pierce once said? What's that? The instrument has yet to be invented that can measure my indifference to that remark. (laughs) I like it. I like it. I think we're in the same boat on that one. Uh, The Wizards complete a deal for a point guard. And Bryson DeChambeau isn't getting his shots. uh, Vaccine shots, that is. And he makes no apologies for it. So we'll talk about that for whatever that's worth. Uh, Among other things. And the next two hours of the show. Good morning to you. How the heck are you? So glad to have you on board. So glad you could take some time to tune in and hang out as we, uh, was that a sneeze? Did that bless you or just a cough? Just a little cough. Okay, okay. Just wanted to make sure. Uh, I, I, I don't know where I left off. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Oh, glad you can tune in and hang out. There tune you in. Go. Yeah, tune in and hang out as we kick off another work day this thirsty uh, Thursday morning. Glad one of us listens. <laughs> Several ways to get involved. This is going to be one of those days I can tell you already. It'll punch you already. I it? <laughs> can tell you already. If people could only see, if they were only privy to the half hour leading up to the show, <laughs> they would be shocked, maybe somewhat appalled. I would hope maybe all. entertained. I would hope so. <laughs> we talked. We talked before the show started. People talk about hitting the uh, the wall at some point in the work week. I think I finally figured out that Thursday is my wall for whatever reason. Some people say it's Wednesday because it's kind of like the midway point, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I think I hit the wall on Thursday. Like Thursdays are difficult. For I don't know if it's. Well, it's always because of the early hours. Right. But it's a combination of, you know, lack of sleep Monday through through Wednesday. Yeah. Weekend is right around the corner. Thursdays are are just it's a it's a difficult day. But we'll get through it. Oh yeah. Because that's what we do. Uh several ways to get involved on the show as always. Twitter page is at WCMD Morning Rush. My page at Rush Tony C. Mike's page at Mike Burke MDT. Facebook. At WCMD Cumberland Radio, a sports line is not nah, sports line. That's not even the right. The rush line is open. It's, it says here the it's the old sports cave rush line. Oh, okay. But I have sports cave uh, scribbled out because they no longer sponsor the rush line. So ah. that's why I said sports line. Anyway, okay. rush line is open. 301-759-2628. May have set a record for most mistakes in the first five minutes hmm. uh, of a show uh, of all time. Good start. 301 301- <laughs> And, of course, the podcast page on the free Podbean app where we upload every show every day minus commercials. So you can go back and check it out uh, if you missed anything that comes out of our mouths in the next two hours uh, today. You may not want to. (laughs) It all depends. Now, what comes out of our mouths during the breaks, that is something you might want to. That that would be worth it. That would be worth it. Uh, On the air, though, we'll see what happens. All right, uh, Mike, let's uh, let's just get right into it, and uh, let's rock around the region. I want to rock! We'll start, as usual, uh, with Major League Baseball, where the Nationals were trying to end 
Philadelphia's win streak in D.C., and uh, they did not. That swung on, belted. Deep, down the left, right field line, and that ball is into the second deck. Oh, and that must feel great for Didi Gregorius. A long time coming for Didi as he deposits one way over the top of the Nationals' bullpen, and it's now an 8-3 to three Phillies lead. Hit the ball so hard, he hit it down both lines. Both lines. <laughs> the call. It's hooking. It's, it's twisting. <laughs> The goal on WIP 9-5 the final as the Phillies got their fourth straight win to move two games over 500. Uh, Victor Robles, Luis Garcia, and Carter Keboom each had a solo home run for Washington, uh, which is a major league worst 5-11 and at home uh, since July 1st. Elsewhere, the Yankees put another beatdown on the Orioles in the Bronx. Grounded, fair inside third. And down into the corner. Davis scores easily. They're waving home Sanchez. Here's the throw. He's in there. It's a two-run double for LeMahieu. And it's 10-3 Yanks. The call on the Yes Network. Four RBI for DJ LeMahieu as the Yankees uh, won the game 10-3 to take uh, two of three in the series. After dropping the first game 7-1, the Yanks outscored the O's in the final two games of the series 23-4. Anthony Rizzo, homer to become the first player in Yankees history to drive in at least one run in each of his first six games with the club. Because, huh. uh, that, you know, that's what they needed is somebody like Anthony Rizzo on the roster. Mm. Uh, Ryan Mountcastle, who uh, I like more and more each day, oh, by yeah. the way, hit his 19th homer of the season for uh, Baltimore. And in Milwaukee, the Brewers and Pirates played the rubber match of their three-game series. A check of the runners, another 2-2. Swing and a fly ball. Deep right. Back. Track. Gone. A pinch hit three run. A home run from Rowdy Tellez. The call on WTMJ. 4-2 the Brewers win on that three run pinch hit. And it was a bomb by Rowdy Tellez off of uh, Chase and Shreve. Whoever that is. Uh, Milwaukee's now a major league best 12-5 and uh, since the All-Star break. Brian Reynolds went 2-for-2, two two, walked twice, and scored both runs for the Pirates, who were 0-for-9 with runners in scoring position, and they stranded nine guys on base. Stephen Brault, uh, who was on the injured list rehabbing, made his season debut for the Pirates. He uh, gave up one run in four innings. And in more high school golf yesterday. Right. Buchanan Upshur uh, finished first out of six teams at uh, Polish Pines and Kaiser. The Buccaneers shot a 164. Kaiser finished second with a 177, led by Drew Matlick's 42. Moorefield was third, followed by Frankfurt, Petersburg, and Bishop Walsh. Uh, Bryson Lane shot a 44 for Frankfurt. In the NBA, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, the Wizards and Nets have agreed to a sign-and-trade deal that will send one of your favorite players, Spencer Dinwiddie, to Washington. With more on that, here is Woj. The Wizards have agreed essentially with the Nets on a sign and trade deal that would bring Spencer Dinwiddie to Washington. Three years, around $60 million, I'm told. They had to loop uh, a few other teams into it San Antonio, Indiana, and the Lakers are essentially tying in the, the draft night deals they did with those teams, you know, to move around some money, some picks. You know, but Spencer Dinwiddie now, he'll be the Wizards. Point guard, he'll partner in the backcourt 
with Bradley Beal. He was a good role player for the Nets. And Washington will see if he can take on a bigger role. You know, be a formidable frontline starter now uh, with Bradley Beal, who the Wizards continue uh, to want to re-sign, keep long-term. So the deal will send uh, two second-round picks to the Nets, including Washington's second-rounder in uh, 2024. Wizards also send forward Chandler Hutchison to San Antonio as part of the deal. And tonight in the NFL, football fans rejoice. Believe it or not, the preseason gets underway August 5th in Canton with the annual Hall of Fame game as the Steelers uh, take on the Cowboys. And that is uh, your rock around the region. I think we've already established uh, not really going to take too much time to tune in tonight to the Steelers and Cowboys. I might tune in for a skosh just to check it out. Uh, But for the most part, I mean – it's, it's preseason football. First series. And I understand I understand football junkies. There are some people yeah. who sit there. There are some people who sit there They'll in, in all of their gear. Steelers jerseys, Cowboys jerseys. They may even have a party with the chips and dip and everything. Oh, boy. For a preseason game. Because some bean people, dip. people just love Nothing wrong with a good bean dip. Seven layer. Makes you mean. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll tune in for a little bit, mainly because I'll have to talk about it tomorrow. Sure. Well, uh, I would think they'd have a pretty good crowd there in Canton, you know, with the Steelers being right down the road. Yeah, plus uh, a couple of Steelers getting inducted into the Hall of Fame this year, yeah. uh, Palomalu and uh, Donnie Show. Now, will uh, Palomalu be able to attend? I don't know. Because I think he tested positive for COVID. Oh, that is, that is right. I forgot about that. I forgot about I'm not sure. Well, that would stink. I, I hadn't heard. I, I mean, I just heard about that a couple of days ago. Right. I, wow, that's terrible. Yeah, maybe we'll have to give his speech uh, via Skype. What timing? What terrible timing? Or we'll have to Zoom his uh, Hall of Fame induction speech or something. Yeah. Who knows? They'll, they'll figure out a way, I'm sure. Well, I hope, but, uh, yeah, I, I, never, I never really thought about that. Um, yeah, Steelers and Cowboys. Now, this game was supposed to happen last season. Joe Flacco thinks it's kind Joe of funny. <laughs> This game, it was, of course, postponed last year because of the pandemic. So they bumped yeah. it to uh, this year. And seven Cowboys didn't even make the trip to Canton, including Dak Prescott, uh. who is nursing a strained throwing shoulder, which, according to ESPN's Mike Tannenbaum, uh, may not be a, a good sign of things to come. Absolutely. I'd be hugely concerned. And here's why. You type out your starting quarterback who you're paying $40 million a year, <laughs> hasn't played in a year, and he's already had an injury, and it's that old axiom, guys. Quarterbacks throw with their legs. Vinny Testaverde, Dan Marino, they're going to go to the grave being able to throw the ball. What did them in were lower foot injuries. Achilles, in Vinny's case, Dan at the end had you know foot and ankle issues. And if he's nicked up now in the first week of August, this is an 18-week, 17-game marathon, guys. And if he's sore today, what's going to happen by Thanksgiving? And I'm very bullish on Dallas, very bullish on Dan Quinn and, and all their weapons. But make no mistake about it, this is not a minor injury. We're not talking about you know his left wrist or non-throwing shoulder. This is a guy that hasn't played in a year, already has soreness in his shoulder, and now they're pushing it back. Like, those, those, to me, are ominous concerns. Maybe the first time ever that Vinny Testaverde and Dan Marino has been mentioned in the same sentence for anything. But I understand his point. 
about the whole foot and ankle, and because Dak is coming off the uh, the leg issue, which I don't know if has anything to do with his strained shoulder. Sure it does. But I, yeah, I understand why he's tying it together. So we'll see what happens. Again, it's August fifth. Uh, I'm not going to push the panic button too much on Dak Prescott. Better to keep him out now in a meaningless game right. on August 5th than put him out there. Uh, as for the Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger, he's not playing tonight. And if you believe what he told, who I think, look, is one of the best in the business, Sal Palantonio. I think Sal Powell's one mm-hmm. of the best. If you believe what Ben told Sal Powell, the Steelers might not need him all preseason anyway. Here's the key thing. Ben said to me, that the mandate from Art Rooney Jr. on down, from Kevin Colbert, the GM, on down, from the head coach on down, to the new offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, on down, is we will run the football. They will go back to their roots. They'll go back to those Steelers teams that Bart Scott faced in the playoffs back in the day. This is going to be a run-first offense. Now, okay, can you do that? with a reconfigured offensive line. Well, you better be able to do it because you really can't have a 39-year-old quarterback have a rushing attack that's averaging only 84 yards per game. So there you go. Game is on, uh, I think it's on Fox tonight for those interested in, in tuning in for a little bit or for the entire game. And there's something to be said a little bit about the preseason games because you want to kind of get an idea of who's you know, pushing for playing time. and yeah, well, it's, That's it's, why they play him. Sure. That's why they play him. It's, it's more for the coaches and, and the staff than us, although they you know make you think that it's for us, the fans. But, boy, what he said right there about the Steelers <laughs> running the ball. Yep. I know they drafted Najee Harris out of, out of Alabama. By all accounts, he's looked good so far in camp, whatever that's worth. But their offensive line is just brutal. It was brutal last year. They showed really no significant upgrades in the line this year. So you can sit there and, and talk all you want about wanting to run the ball and establish that run first. But it all, you know, you, we've been around for a long time. We all know it starts up front. And if they don't have it up front, it doesn't matter who you have in the backfield. Well, that's true. But uh, run blocking is easier to establish. True. If you have a, a patchwork line, the best way to hide it is – to run the football True. directly at your opponent, and uh, that in turn sets up everything else. Because I mean, you're really going to see, uh, you know, a, a suspect offensive line in pass blocking, right? So, right. in that regard, I think the Steelers have the right approach. They 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 should anyway. I mean, last year, I mean, obviously, I'm a Ravens fan, but I'm like, it was maddening to watch <laughs> their play calling last year. I think they learned their lesson from last year. I mean, it, it did. It, we talked about this earlier in the week. It reminded me of some of the, the, the harebrained schemes they had in Flacco's final right. seasons right. in Baltimore. When you you got a guy like Ben Roethlisberger back there, the, the, these two yard outs, you know, to the sidelines. I mean, oh, it was it was. I can't imagine how it must have been yeah, for yeah, it Steelers was, fans. It was, it was it was very frustrating. Plus, look, he was a year older. Coming off the elbow surgery, right, and he's throwing the ball fifty-five times a game. Now, granted, they all weren't you know sixty-yard heaves down the field, but still, you, if you do anything you know fifty, fifty-five times, it's going to take its toll, especially over the course of a sixteen-game season. I never understood it. They threw the ball more last year than I've ever seen him throw, 
And it just didn't make any sense. No, I didn't. It, 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 there was just no rhyme or reason, it seemed, to anything that they did. It was like watching Mark Turgeon draw up a play in basketball. <laughs> and, but, no, the Steelers, I think, of course, I, I, I went to Fort Hill, so this is what I was weaned on. If the Steelers at every team, you have to establish the run right. first. And then, in fact, I, I just love a running game. Right. You know? So that, uh, that's that's a good uh, good news for Steelers fans. I would think that uh, you know the Steelers from uh, uh, I think Sal Palantonio mentioned everybody, but like the equipment manager <laughs> from the equipment manager on, on down. down. Yeah, okay, we got your to emphasis the there, Sal. Down. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna run the football. Okay, they're gonna try to run the football. Uh, which again, of course, they got a new offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, this year. Uh, Randy, I always liked. Yeah, you, you and I both. Uh, Randy Feigner is gone, and by all accounts, you know, uh, so far you listen to Roethlisberger and other guys talk. Because uh, the one knock on Canada was that he's this very dominating guy. Like, like this is this is my offense. We're going to do it this way, whether you like it or not. Whether we got the pieces, but by all accounts, they're like this. This guy isn't like that at all. Mm-hmm. That he's been, you know, more than willing to work with the players and, and try to, you know, and, and, and take, you know, feedback and input, and uh, which I, you kind of have to. You can't just go in there and be a dictator and right. say this is the way it's going to be. Well, I thought he he did a very admirable job when he was the interim head coach at Maryland, right? You know, yeah. putting putting a real bad situation, and right. I I think Maryland went five and six, five and seven. I think they were. One bad pass against Ohio State away from going right. to a bowl game, right. and uh, I thought they were pretty entertaining, and uh, I thought he did a good job. So I, I think the Steelers fans will like what he what he right. Has. But another knock on him was he's really couldn't stay anywhere for a long period of time. He jumped from uh, when well, he was, that's true. Yeah, he was the OC mean, at Pitt, and he went to LSU for a year, and then he was track American. record is yeah, real. It's it's all over the place uh, for him. Who knows how long he'll stay with the Steelers? I guess it depends on how well the offense does. But it's going to be I, – I saw the headline. I want to say it was on ESPN yesterday. A bunch of talking heads. It might have uh, – no. What, what network has the undisputed? I have no idea. Is it ESPN or Fox? I don't watch those shows. I couldn't tell you. But the headline was Steelers' least improved team in the entire NFL. Okay. That they had holes to fill last year and they simply didn't, didn't fill them. So, again, it's hard to tell on August 5th, but – it see, it seems to me every year that's said about the Steelers they have a big year, but maybe that is, isn't that isn't that always any year where the expectations are low for them. Uh, it seems like it to me. Yeah, they they end up going twelve and four. Well, I guess this year it would be twelve and five. Whatever the seventeen game seasons mm. got me all screwed up. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but we'll see what happens. You know, and again we'll talk about. Well, you won't be here tomorrow, but I will. Uh, we'll talk about the game tomorrow and see what happens tonight. Um, won't have the game on this station because of blackout restrictions. Nah. But if you happen to be in the Kaiser area tonight, our sister station, AM 1390, will have the game. Uh, Steelers-Cowboys as they kick off. Now remember, uh, shortened preseason this year. So, and I guess, uh, let's see, next weekend will be the first kind of full weekend of preseason games. And there's only three of them. There's only three. Which is actually a good thing because I couldn't, right. you know, who who – Preseason is hard enough to get through as it is, let alone with the usual four or five games. So we'll get underway tonight. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Steelers, Cowboys, and a bunch of guys that you've never heard of. 
taking the field <laughs> in Canton. You never heard of him before tonight, and you'll never hear from him again after about two or three weeks. That's just the way it goes. Uh, did you watch any of the Orioles last night? Do you watch any? Uh, what did you watch last night? Get anything? Uh, I, I watched. Uh, I watched the Pirates game in the afternoon, right. and I, I happened to look away, and I missed the home run. So, uh, <laughs> the story of my life. Right. <laughs> then uh, last night, I was watching the Orioles, and uh, the, the pitcher for the Orioles, Matt Harvey. Right. He had a no hitter going into the, yeah. the the fourth, and uh, his scoreless innings streak reached twenty one two thirds innings before Rizzo, Rizzo hit the home yeah. run. And then uh, he kind of tweaked his knee like on a comebacker, and then uh, kicked it a little bit covering first base. So he was done for the night after four, uh, left with a three one lead, three two yeah three one lead, three one right, and. Uh, it just went downhill from there, and uh, the next thing I knew, it was eight to three, and uh, that was sayonara for me. But <laughs> that was but that was the key uh, to sign uh, out. But uh, the, the Yankees, when they took the lead, uh, DJ Stewart in right field uh, absolutely is a slug, <laughs> and he he just really made some bad non plays. And it really cost the Orioles on one that was really just a, a little bloop behind the infield right. that, you know, the first baseman and second baseman, you know, tried to get, but it was you got it, I take it, and it was just out of reach. And, I mean, that's a ball the right fielder's got to come in right. and get. And then there was one down towards the line that uh, he, he butchered. And then uh, you could tell it was getting under the nerves of Cedric Mullins, the center fielder, when they finally got the – final out, Mullins caught the ball and kind of emphatically, uh, you know, you, little, yeah, you could tell extra. he was a little annoyed. Right, so, right, right. You know, that was uh, kind of the key to that. And then by the, like I said, I, I switched to the news real quick, came back, it was 8-3, and I was like, Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the Orioles, what, they led in that game 3 nothing, right? Yeah. The Nationals led their game 3 nothing. The Pirates led their game 2-1 in the seventh, and all three. All three end up losing the game. Yeah. That's just the way it goes when you're dealing with teams that are rebuilding, re-whatever they're doing. I, I do agree with you 100% about Ryan Mountcastle. Uh, he, yeah, I, I like I like. He, he is a sweet-looking hitter, mm-hmm. and you can just see him getting better and better each time he takes the field. And defensively, I mean, he's holding his own at first base. You know, he was a man without a position all right. through the minor leagues. You know, he was a chameleon. They put him anywhere – so the ball wouldn't find him, but it, it always does. But of course, in the minor leagues, you know that's how you want it to want it right. to find him. So, uh, yeah, I think he's got a big upside for the Orioles. Yeah, so, it, it, like I said yesterday, they they've got like three or four solid young players. Good pieces, to, good pieces in place. You know, to move forward. I too watched uh, part of the Pirates game yesterday because it was in the afternoon. I was actually still awake, and I tried to make some kind of analogy or comparison like watching the pirates is, is like watching one of those nature shows like where the cheetah is chasing down the water buffalo mm. y- you know it's not going to end well but you still sit there and watch it anyway yeah, that's a good analogy and the pirates have one of the worst pitching staffs when they're working with two outs and they talked about it during the game a couple nights ago i wish i had paid more attention because they actually gave out the actual numbers uh-huh and again, it happened yesterday. 
You know, they have a 2-1 lead in the seventh. Yep. Kyle Keller gets two quick outs. And he's ahead of Luis Urias 0-2. All right. Yeah. And he walks him. Yeah. And he walks him. Two-out walk. And right then and there, you, you start you start yeah. seeing the yeah, cheetah. You can feel when it's coming. You, you start seeing the cheetah chasing the wildebeest, right? And even my son and I were like, oh, here we go. Yeah. And then next batter gets a single. Now you got first and second. Yeah. Then they bring in Chase and Shreve, who really, he's been really good against lefties this year because the Brewers brought up Roddy Telez to pinch hit. And he's a lefty. And he's ahead of Telez 0-2. And you think, well, maybe he's going to be able to get out of it, you know. Telez works it back to 2-2, and then Shreve throws the well. fattest meatball right down Main Street, and Telez hammered for a three-run home run, and before, like it's 4-2. He got it all. And even the broadcast, even even the guys on the uh, the broadcast team for the Pirates, like Shreve, it was just fastball after fastball after fastball after fastball. It's like he was going to the well one one mm-hmm. too many times, especially after he was up 0-2. He threw a couple of sliders in the dirt, but it kept on coming back with fastballs, and Telez just sat on one and just crushed it. Yes, he did. And again, all of that with two outs. When... Wow. It looked like they could have had a good chance to get out of the inning. Those two-out walks. How many times have we seen it? You watch enough baseball. Two-out walks. Really, lead-off walks, two-out. Any kind of walk. Comebacks to bite you in the butt. And it did for the Pirates last night. So, you know. That's what young, or yesterday afternoon, excuse that's me. That's what young pitchers do. I mean, if you look last night when things started to unravel a little bit in the fourth for Harvey. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a guy that's been around for right. a long time. He, he, he He's got that bulldog, that. That you know that moxie that that know how to you know to limit the damage right 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 you know but you know that's something that, that younger pitchers usually see with two outs right. they can't close right and they didn't the Pirates didn't last night and that, that led to another loss and another series loss uh, to the Brewers so once again the uh, cheetah got the water buffalo yes in the Pirates game. All right, time for a break. Uh, we got news and weather coming up, and then more uh, sports jawboning between Mike and I. Stick around, WCMD. This is the morning rush. Uh, welcome back to the graveyard, <laughs> Tony C. and Mike Burke. Hmm. Hanging out with you. Uh, this is one of those times where I'm so glad uh, there's no cameras, as far as we know, <laughs> uh, in this studio. Uh, total transparency. Burke and I dragging a bit on this Thursday morning. Mm. Just, uh, well, I can speak for myself. Uh, I'm getting there. You're getting there. Are you starting? Are you starting to perk up just a bit? I'm. I'm. I was never in a bad humor. I mean, I'm happy go lucky. <laughs> devil may care, as you know. <laughs> But, um, yes, it's That's right. not true. More jaw boning of asses. <laughs> so I can only speak for myself. Where I'm just, I am. Uh, not only am I riding the struggle bus this morning, I am driving the struggle bus uh, straight to. Can't wait until it shows overtown. <laughs> That's just the way it is. Just being honest. It is sometimes. Hey, sometimes you got it. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you have a good game. Sometimes you have a bad game. Today, so far, I'm having a bad game. But no, we're not out of it yet. No, it's just the end of the first quarter. We still have three quarters left. We so, still have a shot. So we, <laughs> I see here, speaking of having a shot, 
that the uh, top high school basketball prospect in the country, Mike, mm-hmm. Imani Bates, I never understood quite how this works, but he's reclassifying uh, into the 2021 class and couldn't enroll in college this season. I'm not sure how that reclassification works. I know just recently uh, a top quarterback prospect. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, Quinn Ewers. Ohio State. Right. He he announced he's skipping his senior year of high school and enrolling at Ohio State. Well, I guess, you know, you get your GED. I, I don't know. Is that how it works? Well, I have no idea. He only had, I guess, the way the courses is. He only had to take one more class oh, okay. to graduate high school. So I, I – I don't know if he took it, he can take it, or how that works. I always assumed that you had to graduate high school in order to enroll in college. Uh, <laughs> I always thought that was kind of a requirement. I think maybe for mere mortals. but Right, maybe for top quarterback prospects. Going to Ohio State. Not so much going to Ohio State. But, yeah, he, you know, he made the announcements that he's leaving. And I, I don't know, if, if, if I'm a teammate – at his Texas high school, I might be a little bit cheesed off. Yeah, I think that so. our top quarterback just blew us all, bailed on us uh, for the last season. Where, where's the basketball kid going? Well, he says he's had a, he's narrowed it down to four options. Okay, Michigan State, mm-hmm. who he originally committed to, but then kind of reopened his recruitment. Right, Oregon, mm. Memphis, ah. and the G League. Mm. So those are his four options. He doesn't turn 18 until January, so he can't enter the 2022 NBA draft. Okay. So he's got to go to one of those uh, four places. He's a 6'9", small forward from Ypsilanti, Michigan. Okay. That basketball factory of Ypsilanti. Way up there. Uh, and again, So here he is. And again, I don't understand how the reclassifying works. Does that I mean guess. he skips his senior season, too, in high school? And, and we're going to see more and more of that as – and the thing about the, the Quinn uh, Ewers situation was he swears, well, I, he didn't quite use the word swear, but he said that it wasn't, you know, for finances. Mm. Got you. That he wasn't skipping his senior year. I don't believe that at all. I think he's going to Ohio State because of the new NIL rules. Okay. And he wants to immediately take advantage. Sure of the sponsorships or whatever that will come along with being a quarterback recruit at Ohio State, which I get it. Mm-hmm. I understand it. Would never fault somebody for doing that. But just tell the truth. Well, maybe he is. Yeah. <sighs> maybe he is. Are you more willing to give the, the benefit of the doubt than I am? Sure. I think that's strictly a financial move. Okay. And he's just going to go and collect, which, again, is fine. But I don't believe it when he says that it wasn't a financial move. Why else would you do it? Why else would you bail on yours? And I hate I I, I hate it for him mm-hmm. that he's skipping out on his senior year in high school. Now it's his choice. Do what you want. It's your life. But I hate that we we got kids now who don't feel it's important enough to finish out high school and graduate high school and then move on. That there's this rush to get to the next level. And again, it's their choice, so be it. I feel for them that they're just not sticking around. I agree, but you know, the tail wags the dog now. Right, right. And it has for some time, and that's just the, uh, you know, the, 
the the lore, uh, the the greed, maybe yeah. uh, you know, the need to be a star. I guess that's the that's the direction that college sports is going. Yeah, and you know the NIL thing has opened up a whole different mm-hmm. uh, different kind of whatever Pandora's box, for lack of a better term. And then you have Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC for the goodness park. The whole landscape mm-hmm. of college sports has been changing for the past couple of years, really. Sure. But now it's really going to take off. This is going to be like nothing we've, we've ever seen. And, and yeah. a, a dinosaur like me, who longs for the old days and the right. way things used to be, uh, it may be changing so much that I really don't know how seriously I can take it anymore. <laughs> or, or, let me put it another way, if I... My level of give a crap about it is slowly diminishing, if that makes any kind of sense. Yeah. Um, just the direction it's going. That I just don't like it. Uh, I, I don't like uh, where the money's going. I, I, don't, I don't like kids leaving high school early. I, I, I just I don't, I don't like the mega conferences. It's just it's too much for me. I'm going to start calling you Howard Beal. You have to explain that for me. I have you no see the movie no Network? Idea. I have not. The the anchor he loses his mind. They essentially drive him crazy <laughs> on the air for ratings, and he eventually kills himself. Oh, well, geez, I hope I don't go that far. But, uh, yeah, he had New York City yelling out the window, I'm mad as oh, hell, and okay. I'm not going All to take right. it anymore. Now I understand that. Now I understand that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Patty Shayeski. I'm not quite mad as hell yet. Just a little frustrated. Just a little feel frustrated. A bad moon Just a little frustrated at the direction that college sports is going. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's but anyway. One day when you're retired, nothing will bother you. That day can't come soon enough. Well, I understand that because <laughs> it has arrived for me. And I have not a not a care in care the world. Care in the world. Yes, man, I should just take a page and relax then. A little bit. All right, stick around. Uh, One more break, and then back to wrap up our number one, WCMD. This is the Morning Rush. I see here, uh, Mike, that the Washington football team, which we all know uh, dropped their uh, nickname a year ago, Mm -hmm. has now banned Native American uh, gear or garb from uh, its stadium. Uh, Washington has banned fans from wearing... uh, Things like Native American headdresses or or face paint mm-hmm. to uh, games at FedEx Field this season, which I ain't got a problem with that. Why not? I didn't realize people were still doing that. I didn't realize people still thought that that was okay to do uh, uh, at Washington games. I had no clue. I I I have not been to one in so long, and uh, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, I I don't know what whatever. You know, make, make a person to paint his face. A, I mean, a grown up, a right? Ki- a kid. I, you know. Sure, sure. But uh, you know, it's like because da- football David, fans are crazy. That's David why. Putty, you know. Oh, it's Rip Putty, <laughs> New Jersey Devils, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. But uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess they can do that. So that's what they want to do. And of course, that's all part of the, uh, you know, look at us. We're changing our culture, right. thing, and. Right, it's the right thing to do. While I'd say Daniel in, Snyder in this, still runs the team on this landscape and in this time, and that people are finally becoming aware that 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 has been a 
an issue and was not a cool nickname at all. Do you think it will ever get to a point where they ban fans from wearing old Redskins gear? Uh, to I, a, to what, a, or, what I read yesterday that pretty much you, you can wear old Washington game jerseys, but nothing with uh, with the old logo an image. Right? Oh, okay, of, of okay, Native American. Okay, anything like that. Yeah, because they're actually they're going to practice uh, at FedEx tomorrow, and t- <laughs> this is how crazy people are for football. Twenty thousand fans are expected to attend practice tomorrow at FedEx Field, which is going to be the largest gathering they since, well, 2019. So, yeah, you know, I'm with you on that. Look, a kid, you want to paint your face for whatever reason, and not just like in a Native American fashion, but just you know, people paint their face team colors and whatnot. But, yeah, if you're a, you know, if you're a grown man, you might want to reevaluate that. <laughs> Thought process. That, that's, again, it's just me, you know, your own personal preference. Right. But you know, when I was a little kid, you know, you know, I, I, I of course would have gotten one. But the, the, the jerseys, with a, I, I just can't see. Like I'm 62 years old, and I'm going to pay money to wear another man's name right. on my back. Right. I'm with. I'm I with mean, you on that. I mean, that's just like I. I really. Yeah, I'm with you on that, and I, and we've discussed. I mean, uh, is that like you know, real chick magnet? Uh, <laughs> one of the bars in your Thiesman jersey. And your, <laughs> which I guarantee there'll be at least one at that practice tomorrow. There'll be at least one Thiesman jersey sure. in that crowd, uh, at least. Uh, maybe a koi bacon uh, jersey. Koi bacon. <laughs> how's that? Go. How's that for uh, pulling one out of the yeah, hat? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> oh, koi bacon. But now I'm with you, and again. Uh, I'm not here to tell anybody how to live your life. If you want to buy a jersey and wear it, you do you. Oh, yeah, exactly. Whatever. That's just not me. And, and I've said on this show before, I've never paid a penny mm. for another man's jersey. I, uh, I, I have as jersey. a joke. What was the joke? Can you say it on the air without getting in trouble? I, no. Okay, never no, mind. No, no, I mean, <laughs> yes, I can. No, I mean, not, not as a joke. I mean, the, the girl was – legitimate Steelers fan, but she didn't like Ben Roethlisberger when that uh, wave of first wave of the uh, allegations. Yes. Came, yes. came along and uh, yeah, she's a diehard Steelers fan, but I just thought it was the way my twisted mind works, the right opportunity <laughs> to buy her a Roethlisberger Jersey. Uh, so you bought it for somebody, not for yeah, yourself. Not for okay, me. All right. No. Yeah. I have, no, I have bought jerseys for other people, but never for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have some jerseys hanging in my closet that people bought for me, which I do not wear. Um, but that's it. Yeah, I've never uh, – probably the most I've ever spent was just on a T-shirt with a, a logo on the front, which I – mean, right now you're sporting a you know a Maryland uh, hoodie, right. which, you know, I guess that's oh, lacrosse. All right, very nice. Which shows support for the team and your alma mater, so I guess that, that's fair game. Yeah, well, I mean – It's a fair, ga- it, it's, it's a fair game if, if you went to the school. To, to, if it's a fair game, if you went to the school to wear, uh, you know, a jersey from, I, I mean, it's fair game if you do whatever you want to do, right? But I, that's just my personal preference, right? Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, I have a friend who he came into uh, the public house one afternoon sporting a, a brand new Edmonton Oilers jersey. With I don't know what the player's name. Was. Probably Connor McDavid. He's the only one people know. I, I don't especially know, especially in these parts. But uh, 
Well, he he. This is the gambler, so I mean, he's pretty well versed on ah, all things see. sports, yeah. but it's his business. But he was really pleased with it, and you know, nice looking threads there, old sport. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, I just got it. I really like it." Da 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 da. da. He said, uh, "When was the last time you got a jersey?" I said, "I've never gotten a never jersey." Got he it. said, "Really?" I said, "No." Nah. I said, "I'm just not into wearing another man's name right. on my back." And he thought for a second. He goes, "Oh." Well, I got a lot of dudes in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Phrasing. Anyway. Edmonton Oilers. Interesting. Uh, you don't see many Oilers jerseys in Western Maryland. And for good reason. Well, there's at least one. There's at least one now. And if you see it, you know who it is. All right. Our number one in the books. Our number two around the corner doing push-ups. Stick around. WCMD. This is the Morning Rush. Our podcast page on the free Podbean app, where we upload every show every day, minus commercials. So if you missed anything, go back at some point today and check it out. So if you missed the first hour, well, good for you, because it wasn't a great hour. As far as as I'm concerned, you were good last hour. I was not. I thought you were great. I I appreciate that. You're lying, but I appreciate that. I'm not wrong. I appreciate you blowing... Blowing this smoke. Look, you do this long enough. You're carrying it, man. You do this long enough, and you feel you can. You know when things just aren't right. That first hour, I just did not feel right. I felt off, and so hopefully this hour will be a little bit better than the last. Well, how many times have you seen a guy hit a home run and after the game he says, "I just didn't think I got that one." Well, he, you, 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 you got it. You got it the first hour, and that's look. That's the one thing that they tell you about. Uh, radio early on, what? way way back in broadcasting school is because uh, a lot of people don't like to hear themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't like to hear their voices on videos or on recordings, right? Because they, they they think they sound. You know, people hate to see themselves in pictures, sure. Because they always say, you know, but the one thing that, that you learn early on is you never sound as bad as you mm-hmm. think you did, but you also don't sound as great as you think you did either. It's, it's usually sure. somewhere in the middle. And a lot of times we're our worst critics. So I, I thought I, I was terrible last hour. So I probably wasn't that bad. But there are also shows where I thought I got all of it and like, hit it out of the park. Uh, and I probably did. <laughs> I probably did. So, again, that, you should be somewhere in the middle. As you know, that's usually the case, too, when you write something. Right. You really think you got it. And then you pick it up and read it the next day or something. And you're like, ooh, <laughs> No, I didn't. <laughs> On second thought. People, Not as great. And people sometimes like things that you didn't particularly like. Right, right. It's all. I guess it all depends on uh, who's reading it or who's listening to it and uh, what their mood might be. But anyway. Now, uh, did, did you learn that at uh, Ted Baxter's School for Famous Broadcasters? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> Another nice reference today. <laughs> no, I did not. I learned that from the Ohio School of Broadcasting there you where go. I got my okay. certification way back uh, in the day. Yeah. That 1995? They have a good football team? <laughs> uh, no, I think I, I was in a class of 14, I think. It was somewhere around that number. No, not a good, not a good, not 18 uh, for that matter. I wonder if they played D.C. Bartenders Academy. <laughs> Although I can tell you what, uh, boy, we could, we could go to, uh, what do you call them, public... Uh, Public houses. Public houses, and we can do some damage there. 
That I can tell you. They have a football team, but we had a good yes, good drinking team. Yes. Pretended <laughs> like you were the rugby team. That's right. <laughs> now, look, uh, I went to, I went to uh, that school, and it wasn't a full week. We, it, was, it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Okay. And every Wednesday, yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, three days out of the week, and every Wednesday was our, mm-hmm. you know, co- basically our Friday. Your cocktail hour. Yes. Hours, plural. Uh-huh. And uh, so, yeah, we would go to uh, local public houses mm-hmm. in the Cleveland slash Independence, Ohio area. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, have fun. Karaoke as well. That was our thing, man. Grab a fun. taste or two. Taste of three, sing, sing four, yeah. Songs. I sing some songs. And uh, no Roger Miller, though. Hey. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, and by the way, I, 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 I failed to, uh, I was... I erred in not mentioning Chug a Lug is also one of our. Oh, I did not know that. Famous. Songs. I did. How about that? Yes. Did not know that. Makes you want to holler howdy ho. <laughs> Burns your tummy, don't you know? Chug a Lug. Uh, Chug a Lug. There you go. Yeah, that's you know. In case you missed it yesterday, we were uh, Mike was actually singing some Roger Miller on the air and quite well, if I Thank if I do say much. so. I have yet to. Uh, what did I sing? Oh, the uh, Houston Oilers thing. So Houston, that, Houston. That's, that's about as far as I'll go. Houston Oilers yeah. number that's one. That's right. That's right. The old love you blue. Love you blue. Absolutely. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's get into uh, some baseball from last night. Oh. Yeah, I know. Uh, we have to do it. Let's rock around the region. I want to rock right now. And we will start with the Nationals, uh, who were trying to end Philadelphia's win streak in D.C. And as you could tell by the introduction, uh, they did not. That swung on, belted. Deep, down the left, right field line, and that ball is into the second deck. Oh, and that must feel great for Didi Gregorius. A long time coming for Didi as he deposits one way over the top of the Nationals' bullpen. And it's now an 8-3 to three Phillies lead. The call on WIP, there was so much spin on that ball, it went from the left field line to the right field line. Well, that begs the question I meant to ask the last hour. I mean, I can't visualize it. Is the bullpen, the Nats bullpen, in left field or in right field? So I mean, I don't, that's that's how yeah, we know. have to determine where that ball, where that actually, ball landed. actually landed. Because I don't even know what he what it. Hold on, I mean, what did he settle on? That swung on, belted <laughs> deep down the left right field line, and that ball is into the. So he said left right. So he said right field line. Is that what he kind of landed on the right yeah. field line? So I guess it must be. It must be must be right field. Anyway, uh, end of the day, 9-5 the final. Uh, the Phillies got their fourth straight win to move two games over 500. Uh, Victor Robles, Luis Garcia, Carter Keyboom each uh, hit a solo home run for Washington, which is a major league worst 5-11 and at home uh, since July 1st. Elsewhere, the Yankees put another beat down on the Orioles in the Bronx. Grounded, fair inside third. And down into the corner. Davis scores easily. They're waving home Sanchez. Here's the throw. He's in there. It's a two-run double for LeMahieu. And it's 10-3 Yanks. The call on the uh, Yes Network for RBI for DJ LeMahieu as the Yankees won the game 10-3 to take two of three in the series after dropping the first game 7-1. The Yanks outscored as a picture of the right field line. There you go. We have now established that the uh, Nationals' bullpen is in right field. Thank you for that crack research there, Mr. Burke. You're welcome. Uh, the Yanks outscored the O's in the final two games of the series, 23-4. to 
Anthony Rizzo homered to become the first player in Yankees history to drive in at least one run in each of his first six games with the club. And if you look at all of Major League Baseball, he's only the fourth player in the last 70 years uh, to do that. Uh, Ryan Mountcastle, who we boasted last hour, we, we like more and more each day, hit his 19th homer of the season for uh, the Orioles. And in Milwaukee, the Brewers and Pirates played the rubber match of their uh, three-game series. A check of the runners, another 2-2. Swing and a fly ball. Deep right. Back. Track. Gone. A pinch hit three-run. A home run from Rowdy Tellez. The call on WTMJ, 4-2. The Brewers win on that three-run pinch hit bomb by Rowdy Tellez. I have him written down here as Rudy, which... Uh, that would not be his name. Rowdy. The crowd was rowdy. Clock, oh, After boy. that uh, three-run clout. Milwaukeeans were fired up, baby. <laughs> uh, he hit it off of uh, Chase and Shreve, who got the loss. Uh, Milwaukee now a major league best 12-5 and uh, since the All-Star break. Uh, Brian Reynolds went 2-2, two two, walked twice, and scored both runs for the Pirates, who were 0-9 with runners in scoring position, and they stranded nine guys uh, on base. Uh, Stephen Brault made his season debut for the Bucks, pitched well, one run in four innings. In high school golf uh, yesterday, Buchanan Upshur finished first out of six teams at uh, Polish Pines in Kaiser. Uh, Buccaneer shot a 164. Kaiser was second with a 177. Drew Matlick shot a 42 for the Golden Tornado. Uh, Moorefield third, uh, Frankfurt fourth, then Petersburg, then uh, Bishop Walsh. In the NBA, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, the Wizards and the Nets have agreed to a sign-and-trade deal that will send a point guard Spencer Dinwiddie to Washington. With more on that, here is Woj. The Wizards have agreed, essentially with the Nets, on a sign-and-trade deal that would bring Spencer Dinwiddie to Washington. Three years, around $60 million, I'm told. They had to loop uh, a few other teams into it, San Antonio, Indiana, and the Lakers are essentially tying in the, the draft night deals they did with those teams, you know, to move around some money, some picks. You know, but Spencer Dinwiddie now, he'll be the Wizards' point guard. He'll partner in the backcourt with Bradley Beal. He was a good role player for the Nets. And Washington will see if he can take on a bigger role, you know, be a formidable frontline starter now uh, with Bradley Beal, who the Wizards continue uh, to want to re-sign, keep long-term. So, uh, essentially... Uh, the deal will send two second-round picks to the Nets, including Washington's second-rounder in 2024. Wizards will also send forward Chandler Hutchison uh, to San Antonio as part of the deal. And tonight, believe it or not, in the NFL, the preseason gets underway in Canton with the uh, annual Hall of Fame game as the Steelers, the all them Steelers, uh, take on America's team, <clears throat> the Cowboys. And that is your Rock Around the Region brought to you by the Cap Rally Group. There you go. File 13. <clears throat> By the way. Yes. I see the United States men's basketball team has reached the gold medal game. Yes. They uh, won a big game over Australia. And, I, you know, where's the panic in, in the streets? And, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, I mean, they, after they lost they, to France in the first game. Yeah, yeah the first they'll play the winner of France. And, I don't know, even somebody. know. Uh, let's see. That story just came up, as a matter of fact. Let's see. Uh, Team USA, started, blah, blah, blah. 
Uh, Kevin Durant, Drew Holiday had big games as they lead the U.S. over Australia, 97-78. Means a berth in Saturday's gold medal game as they will go for their fourth in a row. Still trying to find it. Nothing like burying that. Still looking. Yeah, no idea. (laughs) It doesn't even say. Still looking. This is a really big story for one basketball game. Let me tell you something. Yeah, all right, so we'll, uh, we'll, look, we'll try to research that even more and see who, uh, who they may play in the uh, gold medal game. I also saw that the uh, U.S. women's uh, soccer team uh, won bronze uh, today or earlier this morning or whatever time it is over in Tokyo. So they at least go home with some hardware after a rather disappointing uh, showing in uh, this year's games. All right, um, one thing I wanted to bring up, Mike. Mm-hmm is not too long ago, a few days ago, and I just wanted to know if you uh, know this gentleman, if you've had any uh, dealings with uh, Dennis Gibson at Garrett College oh, sure. over over your years at the uh, newspaper. He announced that he is not coming back as that. the basketball coach. Actually, he and the two assistants not coming back. I, I just say, did you know Coach Gibson? You ever you know do stories? You know, I understand Garrett's up there a ways, but uh, just any kind of interaction that you may want to you know, throw out there with, with the coach. Uh, Dennis just did a fantastic job at, at, at Garrett. And, I mean, he made the, the program viable, and then he turned it into one of the best in the nation. And, you know, I believe he was went to four national tournaments, mm-hmm. took the mm-hmm. Lakers to four national tournaments. He, You know, uh, he, he's a Garrett guy. I mean, he he went to school there. He, he came back and took over his alma mater and, uh, he also uh, restarted the women's basketball program. He was the head coach of both at one time. And uh, I have nothing but the utmost respect and uh, admiration for Dennis, and he was always uh, very easy for us to work with. We didn't get to uh, many of their games, obviously, right. just because of the logistics. The laptops had not come into play yet. <laughs> right, and, right. Uh, he dutifully uh, reported every single one of his games, and he, he'd give you a very good uh, rundown of each game and always very quotable win or lose. And, uh, you know, he Garrett in the beginning was kind of in the shadows of uh, the great Allegheny dynasty, and uh, and they, they had a tremendous rivalry. There wasn't a lot of love lost there, <laughs> and nor should there have been, and you know, it was a lot of fun. You know, it was great, great fun for a guy who uh, loved to cover basketball in the days. And um, I had nothing but congratulations. I mean, if this is a a, a move that he 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 feels comfortable with, good about, he's been there an awfully long time. Thirty thirty seven years. Yeah, that it is, yeah, I mean, it's hard to believe and and. Uh, I, I'm happy for him. If that's what Dennis wants, I couldn't be happier for him. And I have nothing but great respect and admiration for and Dennis. And he is, uh, he's still the AD up up at Garrett. Okay. And he did not rule out a return to coaching. Okay. But for whatever reason, his time up there in Garrett uh, has come to an end. And the record was outstanding. I think it was like 717 mm-hmm. wins and 300 and some odd losses. And like you mentioned, four trips uh, to the uh, NJCAA tournament. He did a great job. I mean, uh, yeah, they'll miss him, that's for sure. I mean, it, 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 he's just like 
you can't ever really remember when he wasn't there. Although I do remember when Tom he succeeded Tom Bosley, mm. okay. and uh, that was one of Tom's many stops along the way. Right, know. right. So uh, all the best to Garrett and uh, uh, and to Dennis Gibson. Couldn't be happier for him. Yeah, they'll definitely have uh, some big shoes to fill as the, well. Their season going to start here in oh, just yeah. a little bit. So I don't know. They're scrambling just a bit, if you will. Well, you know, I mean, you wonder. Obviously, it's your nature just to wonder. If, but then again, it doesn't involve me. I, you know, uh, but I, it, it's surprising. Hopefully, there, there's nothing wrong, or hopefully, everyone's on good terms. Right, if, right. If he's staying with as the athletic director, I would assume that. It, they are right, right. You ever? It's funny you mentioned. Uh, you know, you didn't get up there a lot to, to cover games because of just you know, it's it's a long it's a long trip. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more than an hour up there, and it, you know, the days before laptops. You ever wonder? Because you spent a lot of time with the Times News. Mm-hmm. You know, I spent a little 30, bit of time. Thirty-five years, six yeah. months, 30, fifteen days. <laughs> there you go. You ever wonder uh, how different things would have been if you had started your career like today? With all of the technological advances oh, and yeah. how much easier, I don't know if it would be, I guess it would have been easier to well, cover games. and Because people don't understand, it was a lot different, like most things, mm-hmm. a lot different 20, 25 years ago than it is today. Yeah, and like our first technology for the road were these little Radio Shack uh computers you could transmit over the phone although nine <laughs> times out of ten you ended up dictating anyway. Right, right, right. With the phone jacks. Uh no, I'd never really. I guess if I thought about it, 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 it would be a lot easier because the technology's so great and the Wi-Fi, uh, and you know, you just press a button and boom, it's there. And yeah, it would have been a lot easier, a lot more fun. For instance, the ACIT with the last few years, you know, we were we were sending our game stories from the the gym, right. and uh, of course, Frostburg State made it so easy for us to, to cover those at, at the Bobcat Arena. Right. Um, but now, I mean, yeah, back in the day, there was no sending a game story from the site. That, that game story wasn't getting done uh, until you got back. Yeah, or you got or, back to the you called it in. You called it in, right? Right. Uh, which everybody loved to take that call. <laughs> but uh, now, I don't think back at all about what if there. I mean, I I just was luckiest guy I knew for like thirty two of those thirty five okay. years, and. Uh, I loved it. I loved when I came in. I loved who I got to cover. Got, I loved what I saw. You know, in a lot of instances, I saw things then that don't exist now. Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. I was talking with uh, and, Engineer Nick the other day about how much things have changed in radio since I got started. Yeah. We already said back in 94, 95. You know, I still remember having part-time jobs playing actual records. Yeah. Actual vinyl Wow, and you know DJing that way. And of course, nowadays you just forget about that, you know. And just seeing the progression, as I'm sure you saw at the newspaper, of just how technology has worked itself in more and more and more. And those records eventually became CDs. Yep. And those CDs, everything's digital. Yeah. And there's just hardly any hands-on. You know, we used to have a thing in the radio called carts. Uh huh. And carts were essentially they looked like eight tracks, eight sure. track tapes, and. Now, like all the commercials or sponsors will be calling the business that you hear, and they're all digital files. <clears throat> we just press a button here and, and they play. Back in the old days, everything was on a cart. And the carts were 30 and 60 seconds long. Mm-hmm. So if you had a 
a commercial break of four minutes, you could be sitting there with a <laughs> with a stack of cards because every because you can only put one commercial on each cart, and you have to sit there and and just plug them in and play them, plug them in and play them. Well, there's a famous well, it's a famous scene, but it's a scene from American Graffiti. Wolfman Jack, mm. he's eating his popsicle, talking to the kid, and it, yeah, and he's putting in the cards. He puts, he's putting the cards in, right, right. For, for, uh, and that was in the '60s, obviously. But uh, yeah, I worked at another radio station in town. I have, you know, part time, mm-hmm. done some work for him, and and in the studio is just a wall. Oh, the the cart wall. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. just filled with carts. Yeah, and, and I've worked at stations before where they would have it literally. An entire wall. Yeah. It, was just, it basically resembles a bookshelf, but in a much smaller, yeah. you know. And, yeah, just stacks and stacks and stacks of those carts. Each one labeled, handwritten. Because every time, you know, it was it was actually an advancement. Because there was a time when you couldn't even erase those things. And then, you know, if you were lucky and you, you got to a, a highfalutin, a high-tech station, they had a, a there's a technical term for it. Uh, it's a D something or another. But then you can actually erase the carts and then record over top of them. And then you have to put a paper label and write down what the commercial was, how long it was. And that's just, and it's now none of that. It's all just completely gone. It's all in the computer, which, again, has made life uh, simpler in some instances. But by the same time, I think it's taken some of the, uh, I don't know, charm. Yeah, the charm. And, and, And now. You have to find something to do with the extra t- minutes you have during the day <laughs> That's right. That's instead of labeling and organizing it's and, true. And, and feeling good about what you've accomplished yeah, it's, here. it's absolutely true. It really is. I mean, it has made radio easier, but at the same time, it you know, there was nothing like, I mean, back in, again, I keep on saying back in the day, it's, it's a habit, sorry. It's okay. Um, if, if you had a radio station, it's, it's a uh, an FM music station, you had to have somebody in the studio at all times. Mm-hmm. You know, you had your morning guy, your midday guy, your drive time guy, your evening guy or, or girl, and you had to have it staff. Now you don't necessarily have to because of the digital age. Sure. You know, you could have somebody on the air here that's sitting somewhere in Tennessee. Right. You know, and it's just, it's different. And it, it's it kind of depersonalized radio to an extent. Yeah, when when you, when you look at, uh, like, the, for instance, of course, it was a television show, WKRP in Cincinnati, oh, right, right. And, or the, the movie FM, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I think had an influence on that show to begin with. Uh, yeah, radio then, FM radios, they made it to be very romantic way to make a right. living, you know, right. and, uh, uh, you know, you say you know somebody had to be there. That's that's that wasn't not so romantic when you're the guy that's there, <laughs> you know, by yourself eating your popsicle, playing with your carts at, at four thirty. Carts in and the vinyl. That's right. That's right. Yeah, but that, things have just definitely they've definitely changed. I guess you know everything changes over time, uh, whether it be radio or newspaper or whatever uh, sure. profession you might be in. Yeah, well, like I said, I, I I'm very happy that I started when I did and was able to transition when I did right. and cover what I did and worked with the people that I did. I mean, I, I, I've just really been a lucky person. Well, so. There you go. And now you're stuck with me. Well, you know. <laughs> so much for that. That luck has run out. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed this. I really do. <laughs> that streak's come to an end. I was speaking of coming to an end. This segment's coming to an end. How's that for a segue? Good. 
See, you hit it. <sighs> Look at that. Yeah, every Got once it. in a while. Every, I told you this hour would be better than the last one. Although the bar is set pretty low, uh, personally. All right. Uh, news and weather coming up. And then back with <laughs> back with more than morning rush. Stick around. 102.1 FM, AM 1230 WCMD. This is the morning rush. It's always, uh, yeah, you got to poke fun at yourself sometimes sure. because if you don't, somebody else will. <laughs> so better get out in front of it. Who cares, you know? <laughs> I agree with you. You can't. Have fun with yourself. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You're in trouble. You're in big. You're in big trouble. Tony C in the big chair. The venerable one, Mike Burke. Yes. Back in this saddle on this uh, <laughs> Thursday morning. Rush line is open. You want to get involved? 301-759-2628. Reminder: uh, Nationals baseball uh, coming up this afternoon. As a matter of fact, as they complete their four game series with the Phillies, trying to avoid a four game sweep. Uh, Phil's on a roll. They've won four games in a row. Uh, Nationals have trouble winning at home uh, since uh, early July. They're five and eleven at home. So pregame today at three thirty-five. First pitch around four oh five. I'll have something to watch. Well, there you go. Public house. There you go. A little afternoon baseball. I'm not working. If yeah, <laughs> if you're not working, that's right. On another piece. Uh, yes, yeah, so I hope to day. have one ready for tomorrow. Uh, I'm attending a funeral today. Well, that is unfortunate. I hate to hear that. Well, thank you. A real good friend to many, many people in the Cumberland, Western Maryland area, uh, uh, Dick Graham. Okay. Richard Graham. uh, He was a public servant for the state of Maryland for 59 years. He was a state police, and uh, he he filled a lot of roles in Maryland state government and community government and very active and a giving person in the community and just about, you know, unless he was coming to put the bracelets on you, <laughs> uh, just about the nicest man uh, I, you could ever, sure. ever hope to meet. And he, he loved young people. He loved to see the good in everybody. And he passed away at 85, he, uh, died at his home on Saturday. So we're going to celebrate Mr. Graham's life. This morning at uh, eleven o'clock, and you know, you know, send him home, right? Isn't and, that and be with his family, who of course lo- love him very much. Sure, sure, and I, I think that's always a, a a good way to put it. I know some people when you talk about death and, and funerals, they get a little bit uh, weirded out and uncomfortable. Sure. But when you put it like you did, and it's the best way to put it, is a celebration of somebody's life. You know, eighty-five years. Obviously, you want to see 86, but, it, you know, it, it's, that's just the cycle of life itself. 85 years is a good run. And everything you just said there about the man, every, you know, by all accounts, uh, it was a good 85. And so you celebrate that. Sure, it's, it's a sad thing. Sure, it's a, it is sad. you know, it, it's sad and, and you mourn it. family is sure. grieving. And, sure. You know, it's easy for us on the outside to say that, and but it. it that's the way he would want it. Right. If, right. You, if you knew Mr. Graham, he just had the sweetest, kindest disposition of anybody you'd ever want. Well, there you go. There you go. It's always good to be remembered uh, with kind of words uh, such as that. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever get that. <laughs> get nah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let me write down here, make a note. Uh, do not have Burke speak at your uh, funeral. All right. So here you go. Let's make sure that's. <laughs> make sure I'm, oh, I'm, I'm going to. <laughs> 
whether I want it or not. We were uh, <laughs> my uncle Mort Peskin, God rest his soul. I he I loved Mort so much, but uh, I can't remember. We somebody. Oh, my uncle Bill had died, and we were. At, I was standing with Mort at the viewing. Mm-hmm. People were coming, going, doing viewing things, and Mort just looked at me and said, "Hey." When I die, just stick me in a box, put me in the ground. We're not doing any of this crap. And I said, oh, <laughs> you just won't have a say in it. Yeah, I said, oh, we're doing it. And, yeah, uh, what are you going to do about and there's, it? And you, you can't stop us. <laughs> so there's, you can't stop me, Tony C. Oh, okay. I, I will right. be at that podium. Fair enough, fair enough. That's assuming that uh, you somehow outlive me. Well, that's a good which point. Which that that got to take care of itself. That's that's a, that's <laughs> uh, you 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 have the inside track. Yes, on I do. That yes, I do. But you never know. We're never guaranteed uh, anything. No, that's in life, true. Especially tomorrow. Uh, all right. So anyway, uh, bringing it back, um, we went off the rails on that one. Nationals today, three thirty-five, and we know the Nats have been struggling. They got rid of a lot of pieces uh, at the trade deadline. How would you uh, like to be a Nats fan? and hear or see uh, this go down last night. And the one-two. Swing and a miss. Ten strikeouts. Max Scherzer in his Dodgers debut Mm. with a brisk walk back to the third base dugout. Side retired. That was Roxy Bernstein the call. Roxy. Yes, on ESPN. Max Scherzer, Dodgers debut. Fan 10 Astros as the Dodgers won that game. It's just Look, as a Pirates fan, I get it because I see former Pirates scattered all over Major League Baseball and doing well all over Major League Baseball. And whenever you're a fan of a team like the Nats who just won the World Series two years ago and then they tore things down last week, it's got to be hard to stomach to see Scherzer go out there and perform well uh, for a team that's already stacked to begin with. I I think that – yeah, it's difficult. I'm not a Nats fan. I don't have their, their perspective on this. But, uh, you know, when they just decided to do it, everybody was just like, yeah. <laughs> we, I mean, we get it. This, yeah. I mean, even Nats fans that I would talk to, and, you know, they're, they're, you can find a few around oh, here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially uh, after the past couple of years. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, they're like, well, yeah, it's just whatever reason. It's just that they're, it's not clicking. It's not getting to where it needs to be. And when you think there's a chance it will, uh, you know, they get swept by the Orioles. Right, 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 and, right. You know, that was the the uh, the nader, and that's when he decided to pull the trigger. And uh, apparently everything, again, you read and see that, that Rizzo, you know, uh, did well right for the franchise and what he was was able to uh, bring in for Max and uh, Trey Turner and uh, Mr. Hand and the the, the other reliever <laughs> uh, can't think of his name but yeah. he, he was actually their best uh, reliever at that time and uh, you know I I have no like I said I not a Nats fan have to qualify that every time but. I have full confidence in what is going to happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's just a solid organization, right. and it was time to replenish the farm system because of any good organization, that is the life's blood. Right, absolutely. And uh, Dodgers fans rejoicing heavily as uh, three of Scherzer's 10 strikeouts came against Jose Altuve, mm. who continues to be booed mercilessly everywhere 
he go along with most of the Astros. And I think that's something, and I heard, I think it was Buster only this morning, uh, commenting on that. And he he made reference to the Roberto Alomar spitting incident mm-hmm. way back in the day and how he was booed for oh, the rest yeah. of his career. Yeah, and it cost him a first ballot Hall of Fame. Right, right. And how Altuve and guys like, uh, uh, oh, his, his main, Carlos Correa, that's just going to follow him everywhere. Yeah. For the rest of their careers, they're going to be booed everywhere they go. Well, regardless of situation, they got caught. And it's like Joey Votto said the other day on an interview. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. I did not. He he said that people think the Astros were the only ones doing this (laughs) baffles me. (laughs) They just, they're the ones that got caught. Yeah. Right. And it happened to win a World Series off it, which is kind of really. Uh, twist the knife just a little bit. Well, you know, I, I, MLB c- kind of uh, unintentionally invited that to be going on everywhere right. because you put the technology right, right there. That's I right. mean, well, you know, what's the old saying? What are you supposed to say? No. And, right. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, baseball has always been a game of getting every angle, for cheating. I mean, right. out cheat the other guy, but it's it was always kind of a gentleman's cheat, you know, you know, Picking up signs, you right. know, with your your naked eye, right. and right. and ba- you know, using your baseball savvy to outfox the other right. baseballs. Yeah, so that you know that that was that was like baseball, but then they got the technology involved, and that made things that's, a that's, little they bit different. The line, yeah. Right, absolutely, absolutely. How would you like to be, by the way, in the National League? Dodgers just won the World Series. I'd like to go into a playoff series, having to face Clayton Kershaw and Max Scherzer on back-to-back nights. Good luck with that. Well, good luck with that, but, uh, you know, Max still, you know, well, he, he vindicated himself with the Nationals in the postseason. Right. Uh, up to that point, you know, people were able to get to him in the postseason. Yeah, well, Kershaw was well, I suppose. So. The, yeah, the, yeah. The, the Ori- yeah, that's true. Uh, the Orioles got Scherzer in 14. That's right. That's and, right. Yeah. And uh, Van, uh, what was the other? Verlander. Ver, yeah, that's right. Verlander. Where, where's he at? But is he, he's hurt, isn't he? Is he still, I don't even know where he's at. I don't know. I guess he's with his wife. I know I would be. <laughs> And on that note, I gotta play the music again. Oh, you know she's he's married to you, don't you? The model? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's why I laughed because I understood the reference. Okay. And you are 100 percent correct. I want to clarify. No, that's all good. I'm looking for his wife. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, one quick break and then uh, back to uh, wrap things up. I don't look for just anybody's wife. I tell you. <laughs> Stick around. WCMD. This is the Morning Rush. Before we get out of here, as always, Mike, uh, let's check on the player who delivered, brought to you by All Seasons Landscaping and Supply Yard. How about uh, Matt Olson, who came through in extra innings uh, for the A's? Runners in the corners, nobody out. The pitch, Marte running, and Olson a fly ball. Right field, going back. Myers at the warning track. The calls on the A's cast, who needs to turn down their crowd mic yep. just a bit. Uh, Olsen's two-run walk-off double gave uh, the A's a 5-4 win over uh, San Diego. The A's rallied twice against the Padres. They scored two runs off Mark Melanson, all-star closer, former Pirate, by the way, and national now, I think. Uh, in the ninth inning, the force extras, and then after the Padres took a 4-3 <laughs> lead, in the tenth, uh, they won the game on Olsen's hit. So, Matt Olsen for his walk-off 
uh, RBI Double, uh, the player who delivered, brought to you by All Seasons Landscaping and Supply Yard. You have something, sir. Uh, yes, yeah, speaking of crowd, Mike. Yes. Did you know mm. 100 years ago today, Uh-oh. KDKA Radio became the first commercial radio station to broadcast a major league game, a Pirates win over the Phillies from Forbes Field in Pittsburgh. I did not know. Well, I knew about that, but I did not know today was the 100th anniversary of that. Yeah, Sabre just moved it on Twitter. How about that? And Greg that? Brown has already retweeted. <laughs> I love Greg Brown. I do. Mr. Excitement himself. Yes, he is. He, he goes so over the top sometimes. Just talk about a Homer broadcaster. <laughs> Greg is definitely <laughs> he is a that. Homer broadcaster, and he really gets excited. But as I've said before, when you're calling so many Pirates games, man – you have to get excited when a moment calls for it because those moments don't come uh, very often. But this 100, yeah, 100 years, how about that? When it seems like only yesterday. That would have been, uh, what, 1921? 1921. 1921, wow. The KDKA was, uh, they were also the first radio station to do something now. They may have been the, what was it now? See, now I'm getting my history uh, crossed. But I do know that story. I didn't know it was a century mark. But they were also the first radio station to do Something yeah, else. I know what you mean. They may have been the first, like uh, AM station or, or in the country. Yeah. I can't remember. But uh, by the way, uh, the station's in Pittsburgh, which is why I know uh, something about it. Um, did you hear about old Bryson DeChambeau? Yesterday we were talking about. Know. You know, yesterday we were talking about uh, like love hate with teams, mm-hmm. like polarizing teams that you really love them and you hate them. It seems like DeChambeau was one of those golfers. One of those guys that you re- you're either Team DeChambeau or you can't stand the guy. Mm-hmm. He comes out yesterday for whatever this is worth, uh, and says that uh, he does not regret not getting vaccinated, even though uh, a positive test kept him out of the Olympics. Even though uh, he actually eventually got COVID, not that the vaccine you know prevents that, mm-hmm. but he's down like eight to ten pounds. He has like no energy whatsoever, but he still says he doesn't regret the decision not to get it, and that he. And this is what kills me about this. He says that he he still he feels that you know he's young and he's healthy, and that he he wants the vaccine to go to to go to people who 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 still need it. Okay. I thought we passed that point a long time ago. Like there's at the point there's really no shortage. No. Of you know he's not really. It's a matter of getting it to people. It's a matter of just getting to people. So I don't buy that whole. Oh, I just you know just save it for somebody who needs it. Yeah, I know. It's pretty, it's pretty readily available. <laughs> Touching, really. <laughs> what a sacrifice he's making. Well, he he just seems intent on being a miserable human being. And, uh, <laughs> he seems to revel in the fact that uh, he is the, the most hated player on the tour. And uh, you know, isn't I just, it something? Isn't it something how those those stories just kind of create themselves? Just the people that you know, just. By all accounts, I mean, I don't know the guy personally. All I know is from what we're exposed to on, on the television and, and radio and whatnot, and he just comes off as a guy who's just not yeah, like him. Yeah, what, what he says himself. Right. And does himself. And, you know, I've, I've seen it on the Golf Channel. We'll watch that in the afternoons. And, right. You know, it'll be, they'll be interviewing a player, and he'll walk by. And the player will just stop and, like, well, Kep- like, Kepka did that, right? Re- recoil or wince, and it's like, oh, all right, let's start that again. Right. He goes, I just, and he he even said something like, just 
rotten person. You right, know? right. That, that was Kepka. Remember, that's where that little rivalry started between those yeah. two, which does make golf a little interesting. I will admit, oh, when you have two, fantastic. yeah, when you have two players going at it like that, and look, Deschambeau, he 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 hits bombs off the tee. He's just one of those, you know, all all muscle, just yep. you know, grip it and rip it kind of guys, like John Daly used to be back in the day. Although Daly wasn't put together quite like Deschambeau, no. it's not even yeah, he's close. Not put together like anybody <laughs> in a lot of ways, right? But uh, again, Deschambeau unapologetic for not getting vaccinated, even though it's cost him some, you know, uh, some things on the tour and the Olympics and whatnot. So hey, whatever you you, you make your bed, you lay in it, and and it is what it is. Uh, all right, it is what it, we're done. That's what it is. What it is. Uh, we're finished. You won't be back until Wednesday, right? Right. Uh, nothing uh, on Tuesday. You're taking care of some business. Yes. So uh, I'm going solo for the next three days. We'll see you back here on Wednesday. Thank okay, you as if always. I, if I get back here sooner, I will. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, Tony. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, we're done here. WCMD out.